Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everyone. Well, we were scheduled, of course, to go at 10 o'clock as we usually do. And then we had a special guest that we had lined up uh, today. And uh, we're very, very excited about it. And we will have him on the show. Um, but through some technical difficulties, he is actually out harvesting in south central North Dakota. And uh, we tried to bring the technology together to get him literally from his tractor. And we we couldn't make it work. So rather than waiting till 10.30 when the show was scheduled, we decided to uh, just bring it to you now uh, so that it's available because most people watch the show on replay. Anyway, we have very few guests who are actually live with us. Uh, that's why we always put the show up about 10 o'clock in the morning because people just start watching it through the day. And uh, by you know the next day when the next show comes along, it has been watched by many, many people. And we are just excited and thank you for that. Although it is a different mindset uh, than my 40-some years of radio. Because, you know, in radio, it is live right then, and your audience is out there right then, and it's one pass. Um, very seldom are radio shows recorded uh, for replay later. So it's, it's a different idea. It's like when they're recording sitcom television shows, in the fact that, uh, of which some don't even have an audience, a studio audience. So they're putting it together, uh, knowing that many, many people are going to watch it later. And you, you just have to have a different mindset. And uh, it's an interesting development as I get to this age of my life, having done radio uh, since I was 27, 27. And then all of a sudden moving into this medium uh, where it is. It it feels like I'm preparing, like I'm doing a run through, like it's uh, like it's dress rehearsal. Uh, but yet this is the show, and uh, knowing that a couple of days later when we go back and look, it's like wow, this is wonderful. Uh, just like uh, the Sunday church that we're recording now, uh, you know, it may have 145 people that watch it on Sunday, but by the next week, 600 people uh, will have seen it, and that is just an awesome experience. So that's just a little aside uh, for uh, uh, what it's like to uh, be here and create these programs for you. And today we have, uh, uh, so anyway, Doug Gehring, the North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner, was uh, to be with us today. And uh, But he, of course, is harvesting, and we certainly respect uh, the need to do that in a timely fashion. The weather is unbelievable. We are at the 3 of November, and uh, just across the Midwest, we have been given this gift of maybe five or six more days here when uh, it's, what, middle of October weather here at the beginning of November. So uh, he was going to take a little moment out uh, to be able to be with us, but where he is, uh, we can't get a good enough signal to get uh, the picture in uh, as we wanted it. And we only knew by testing it here just a few minutes ago. So we made an attempt. That's what uh, doing it live is all about, and uh, we were not successful with that. I do, however, have for you um, uh, something that's really relevant for today, and I think that this is uh, uh, bringing you um, uh, things that are, are 
topical for right now and today and for these next few days because, of course, today is the big day. Uh, this is a run-up to an election like um, I've never experienced in my life. And as I think I said yesterday, uh, on yesterday's version of the Have You Heard on Chat Canna, um, my first memories of elections were 1960, uh, when John Kennedy was going against uh, Mr. Nixon. Um, and, of course, first time for television, we had a council, I guess. The, it was a 27-inch television, 28-inch television, black and white. Um, you had to go up to it to change the channels. Um, that was my sister's job. <laughs> And uh, but with that, uh, watch some of that with my parents. My dad was very interested uh, back then. Of course, the issue was first time that a Catholic was ever running for that size of an office. And the question was, was he going to be taking direction from the Pope or not? And that was an issue back then in 1960. Um, on the other hand, he was a Democrat, and I come from a long family of Democrats. I'm a bit of a renegade because I'm, I'm a more uh, vote for the person. Uh, don't tell my father, grandfather, or great grandfather because they were staunch in their in their beliefs. Um, so the interesting thing is uh, that was the big thing back then. Of course, Kennedy won. Uh, we had three years of very interesting times, the challenge to put a man on the moon, um, the start of, what was it called? Punt, pass, and kick. Uh, a, a health kick that Kennedy started for the young people in school. And that was quite interesting. And because I was part of that, I was in that, in that group back then. And of course, then three years later, uh, the assassination and how that changed the world and everything that happened with that. So these were very, very interesting times back then that I lived through as a young person uh, by that time getting into high school and uh, experiencing that. And I'm sure that that shaped my life and all the lives of the kids back then, because right away then, here comes the Vietnam War. Uh, by the time I was 18, there came the draft. And the first year's random numbers for that lottery system they came up with came out and everybody either was totally worried because they had a low number or totally relieved because they had a high number. Then the news came out that they were going to redraw every year. So I went from 300 and some to like 14. And so there was all of that tumultuous time going on and the music that reflected it and everything like that. But, you know, we lived through the 60s, and we lived through the 70s, we lived through the 80s, we lived through the 90s, we lived through the two zero zeros, and we have now finished the two tens. And I have great confidence that no matter what happens tonight and how this goes, we are going to live through the two twenties also. How does that affect the hemp business? That is our story for today here on Chat Canna, because for all the hemp growers, does it matter who's going to be the president next January as, the, as this either switches off or the incumbent continues? So let's just take a look at that. Um, of course, we know that uh, uh, 
uh, President Trump and the and uh, Biden both have said that they will support hemp. That's good news. We don't seem to be facing any opposition there. Uh, Trump, of course, showed his support in the past. Uh, the Agriculture Improvement Act of 2018, that it was part of the 2018 Farm Bill, uh, that reestablished hemp as a legal crop. And although we haven't convinced every law enforcement agency across the country and even some states that it's a legal crop, certainly it completely opened the floodgates. We are there. It is wide open. Uh, it's very, very good. Things are happening. Uh, things have so much changed in my state of Minnesota, where I'm a hemp farmer. Uh, you know, at, at first we had to have documents and paperwork and approvals uh, just to get our seed. And now seed is passing around uh, tracking, of course, and knowing where it comes from and everything. But, you know, things are, are just really opening up and, and hemp is, is becoming uh, much more a regular uh, crop as they are, uh, of course, trusting hemp farmers. Uh, they realize that the hemp farmers don't have a secret stash somewhere and that, that everybody went into it to uh, grow the illegal side of the crop, but that everybody, pretty much, I think everybody, everyone that I've run into, really and legitimately uh, is into it uh, for the purposes of hemp and hemp only. Um, also interesting, I'm finding more and more of a push to the industrial side of hemp rather than the CBD side so much. You know, when it first started, it was all about getting those individual CBD plants, getting that oil off of those flower buds and doing that. And that is still a big and booming business. The numbers of that are in the billions and going up. But around here, uh, different than the West Coast, the East Coast, uh, where you have that Vermont kind of, uh, you know, the Ben and Jerry's little farmer raising cattle to uh, make cream for the Ben and Jerry's type company, that philosophy, um, you know, that doesn't exist here. We think of farming road to road. And you're seeing that develop in the hemp world faster than I expected that it would. Um, we want mechanization. We want machines that can go in, take the parts that we want, get them in trucks, deal with them as far as humidity, moisture, temperature, whatever, so they can go in a bin. We are not counting them by bucketfuls or even one square meter full. We are counting them by truckloads. And so the word industrial hemp, whether it's still collecting for CBD or not, uh, to me is the real accurate portrayal of this part of the world where our show comes from and, uh, you know, driving distance uh, from the Red River Valley, as it is in Canada very much. Uh, we are we have some future guests that are coming on that are are mechanized beyond belief, and it's going to be really fun to talk to them. So presidentially wise, we think we've got it in the bag, uh, whether we go red or blue, left or right, however you want to describe it. Um, Biden, of course, and the Democratic side long supported uh, the legalization of, of actually marijuana and cannabis. So, of course, uh, we think that that hemp is just going to be a go along with that. Now, there is an interesting thing. Um, Harris, of course, the vice presidential candidate, uh, did make a statement as recently as October 7th, where she favors legalization of marijuana. 
but has not referred to hemp. But we are considering that, again, the ride-along, hemp being the non-THC product, it seems that that will be a continuation. Now let's look at the Senate. The future of the Senate uh, is, of course, in question as far as how it's going to be elected today. How are we going to come out on the other end of this? I do not know. Um, had a long talk with some of my farming neighbors last night, and it was interesting as the discussion went around. And I can tell you that had I made notes before I got into that discussion of who would have felt how, I would have been wrong. So that was the interesting part of it. So we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how the voting comes out on this. Uh, but it looks like there is bipartisan support that's continuing in the Senate uh, because uh, both Mitch McConnell, the Republican, and the Senate minority leader at the moment, Chuck Schumer, I have been committed to him. And that's a good thing. So uh, whoever you're supporting or whoever you have any kind of contact with or whoever you might write to, uh, please thank them and please uh, let them know that we appreciate the fact that they stop and smell the roses, basically, and realize that hemp is an upcoming crop and it is going to change the marketplace here. I am predicting that and I stand by my prediction. When this becomes a crop that can be planted and go into truck boxes and go to a hemp elevator, whatever, it might not be an elevator like we think of a grain elevator. I'm terrible that I'm doing this today. I don't mean to be doing that. It's because of the election. Um, but that can go to an elevator or the hemp equivalent of that. This crop is going to really have a place in the rotation of the other crops uh, just across the Midwest. And I really feel North Dakota is going to become a leader in it. I just have that, I just have that in, in the background. So how is it going to turn out? Um, it seems that the people are, that are challenging these people that are running in the Senate also are committed. They're saying they're supporting hemp. Uh, let's see that. Let's see how that comes out. McConnell, of course, is number one for us. If you're a hemp grower and in the Senate, McConnell has been um, been a good guy. So we just have to see uh, how it's going to come out. Uh, now, the Senate Ag Committee, and there's a whole bunch of people that are playing in the hemp world. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration gets in it. The DEA gets in it. Uh, even uh, the Senate Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee. They're the ones that have power over the hemp industry. So depending on who stays in there, then who gets on the committee, that's going to depend on where we sit and how favorable they are to us and what's happening. So this is all going to be coming out. Um, of course, after tonight and whenever the election should be over, we are going to see who wins. And then they'll start supposing who's going to be the leader of the committee and then who might be on the committee. And as we put these committees together, we will start making friendly, not so friendly lists. But I feel really good about it. I think that hemp is in a great place. Uh, we should salute all of the people that have done so much work, the different hemp associations, um, the Minnesota Industrial Hemp Association, of course, David Ladd, 
has worked tirelessly uh, to put us in a favorable light. And not just Minnesota, you know, the different hemp associations are working with other states, uh, kind of in a union to try and put us in a favorable light. So as you are watching the results tonight, and I think it's going to be a tumultuous night, I have no prediction if it's going to end early or we're going to be talking about it yet tomorrow during our Have You Heard program. I just don't know how it's going to go. And I've been, you know, I was in uh, radio since 1977, and I have covered uh, the presidential campaign every four years uh, since that time. And I had many, many opinions on who was going to win the presidency along the way. And I was right most every time. And I have nothing to tell you about tonight. I just, I don't know. I know that there are people that are incredibly convinced on both sides. I do have my own personal opinions, which don't have a place here right now, because this is the day that we sit back and we wait and see. For all of you people that are going to physically vote today, I wish you well. It's worth standing in line for. Do not, do not give up if it goes a little bit slow. In our township, we have been voting by mail since before I moved back home here in 1994, or else right about then. I'm not sure when it changed, but right about then. So it was great when my dad, at the passing of my mom, my dad came uh, to live with me for the last years of his life, and uh, he did uh, get to vote uh, uh, before, uh, well, it'd be 2008, right? That was be the, the year. And so our ballots came in the mail, and I got a couple of newspapers because uh, we'd been watching on TV, but I wanted him to have the, because he was uh, 93, and uh, we sat down and we had the newspapers, and of course, it was pretty well decided which side he was going to vote for because he had never wavered from that in his life. But I gave him all the different choices and everything, and uh, he marked his own ballot, and he sealed it up, and uh, he did make the comment that that might be the last time that he was going to vote for president, and uh, it was. Two years later, he uh, is now voting at the big election box in the sky. Uh, but uh, it was a great experience for me to share uh, that voting time with it. And it's a memory that I will never forget. Maybe 30 years from now, my son can help me fill in the boxes. I'm sure my hand will be wavering. That's Chat Canna for today. What can I say? You've been hearing it from every media that there is. If you haven't voted, go and vote. Just as a little side joke to end the show today. I worked with Jim Bowman at KNOX Radio starting in 77. I worked with him the very last day before he retired on July 30th, 2012. I know the day particularly because that happens to be my birthday each year. And I was over and did the show live with him that day. And what a wonderful day that it was uh, because sadly he too passed away not long after he retired. He was 80 years old. and uh, But he had a line that we played with on every election day. And it was vote early and vote often. Of course, that takes on a whole new meaning with the dynamics of this election. But I will leave you with that, that just a fun little note that Jim Bowman and I used to joke about 
on every election day, whether it was just the city candidates, and I mean just, but the election was confined to just the city or the national election, vote early and vote often. So that's Chat Canna for this election day, 2020. Uh, join us again tomorrow for the short version. Have you heard? And we are looking forward to some really, really great guests coming up in the future. So I hope that you will be with us at that time. In the meantime, enjoy the weather and get out and vote.